0: I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site.
1: And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki.
0: Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free or certain or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain, a masquerade, crafted, and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted.
1: Emergency Notice from the Overseer Council.
0: In light of recent cataclysmic events, the following file's clearance has been lowered from level 5 to level 1. It is our belief that the information contained in this file provides essential context to an anomaly that has affected normalcy on a worldwide scale. For the safety of the organization and the survival of humanity, all Foundation personnel are required to review this document. The veil has been lifted. This is now a war on all fronts. Item Number SCP-5391 Level 1 Unrestricted Containment Class Esoteric Secondary Class Apollyon Disruption Class Amida Risk Class Danger Special Containment Procedures Complete containment of SCP-5391 is to be achieved through direct engagement of 5391-1. 1-1 entities are to be subdued or terminated on a case-by-case basis at the discretion of engaging parties. A state of détente has been declared between the Foundation and certain major paranormal organizations, specifically the Global Occult Coalition. All groups, in conjunction with world governments, are to focus efforts on the engagement and combat of the anomalous entities. Foundation Facility Site-40 has been declared neutral ground and is to be the primary research terminal of all related phenomena. As such, the remains of all Dash-1 entities are to be hosted at this location for further analysis. Several massive underground containment chambers are to be used in the event that a live Dash-1 specimen can be contained. The Foundation is presently in the early phases of an SK-class broken masquerade scenario. As such, All protocol relating to the preservation of the veil is to be disregarded. Refer to site supervisors and disseminated supplemental documentation for further information. See Addendum 5391.4 for details on Dash 1 Engagement Protocols. Description SCP-5391 is the designation given to the subsequent appearance of several hostile large-scale aggressors, LSAs, following the revival of LSA 1. These entities, collectively referred to as both SCP-5391-1 and their individual designations, are gigafauna, varying in appearance, height, and biological composition. While certain entities possess physical traits similar to those found in ordinary organisms, each entity deviates in significant characteristics and anomalous capability. The unifying characteristic among entities is the possession of destructive thaumatological capabilities, including the large-scale emission of Elan Vital Energy and Akiva Radiation. A brief summary detailing the characteristics and anomalous capabilities of significant entities can be found in Addendum 5391.1. There are presently 27 known entities that have appeared as a result of the anomaly. On 30 June 1998, a series of seismic events, including tsunamis, underwater and above-ground volcanic activity, and ground tremors resulted in the surfacing of LSA-2 through LSA-9. Entities close to large population centers immediately engaged in hostile behavior. Foundation, military, and global occult coalition forces were mobilized, but were only successful in driving the entities away from large civilian populations. In most cases, entities retreated into the ocean. A combination cleanup and reconstruction effort of these population centers is underway. And is expected to take full effect upon the complete containment or neutralization of the threat the appearance of the entities has resulted in both an mh class large-scale aggressor overrun scenario and an sk class broken masquerade scenario as destruction of metropolitan and otherwise populated areas upon the awakening of these entities has damaged the veil beyond repair the vector of anomalous activity is hypothesized to be the resurrection of lsa-1 an entity responsible for the attack on High Brazil, a large anomalous community, in 1988. This entity was neutralized by the Global Occult Coalition through the use of an experimental, unique Cassaba howitzer nuclear-directed energy weapon, which had the subsequent effect of destroying much of the surrounding area of High Brazil. Following this, the corpse of the entity fell into the possession of GOI-211 Prometheus Labs, who engaged in a series of experiments and physical modifications intended to revive the entity. On 28 June 1998, the entity was successfully revived, destroying the research facility off the coast of Swansea, Wales, before escaping. It is unknown why the revival of LSA-1 has resulted in SCP-5391.
1: Addendum 5391.1 Significant Entities
0: LSA-1 Appearance, 28 June 1998 Location, Swansea, Wales LSA-1 is a crocodilian encephalopodic entity responsible for the destruction of High Brazil in 1988. The entity possesses numerous thaumatological capabilities, including regenerative properties, the emission of ellen vital energy for defensive purposes, and the ability to detect other LSAs through EVE patterns. While the entity was once considered neutralized and had sustained unlivable damage to its body lsa-1 was revived by prometheus labs for the purposes of an experimental program codenamed anastasis as a result lsa-1 is currently outfitted with large amounts of paratechnical components that accentuate its abilities anastasis ran from 12 march 1991 to 28 june 1998 culminating in the successful reanimation of LSA-1 and the subsequent destruction of the Prometheus Lab's testing facility. LSA-1 is currently at large and was last observed near the island of Principe. LSA-2 Appearance, 30 June 1998 Location, Wake Island, United States Minor Outlaying Islands LSA-2 is an aquatic serpentine entity that resembles a wolf eel, anoryctus oscillatus, Its full body length and measurements are currently unable to be determined due to limited observation. An elysium hangs from the entity's head, hypothesized to act as a lure for prey. When LSA-2 opens its mouth, a second head, resembling that of an anglerfish, will emerge from the entity's mouth to consume prey. This appendage is capable of moving independently from the body, extending as far as 40 meters. LSA-2 is also capable of changing its skin coloration. A variety of complex color mixtures and patterns have been observed. Upon awakening, the entity briefly attacked a cruise ship near Mahuro before being driven back to sea by Global Occult Coalition forces. LSA-8 Appearance, 30 June 1998 Location, Stromboli, Italy LSA-8 is an armored, ankylosaurian quadruped that appeared in Stromboli, Italy. The entity was apparently buried beneath the island's sediment and its awakening resulted in the eruption of Mount Stromboli and complete destruction of the island. LSA-8's plating features numerous broad spines that end in a narrow point, presumably a self-defense mechanism. The seams between these plates have a scintillating red glow, similar to that of molten rock. As shown during the eruption of Mount Stromboli, the entity shows great resistance to heat and is capable of expelling even-fused magma from its body due to the danger of approaching LSA-8 the entity has remained undisturbed on the island, spending a significant portion of its time following its appearance in a state of rest. LSA-14 Appearance, 1 July 1998 Location, Amman, Jordan LSA-14 is an arboreal entity resembling a massive, leafless tree. The entity's lower body is composed of soft appendages akin to roots, which LSA-14 is used to anchor itself in the ground while the entity is capable of moving through traditional means it prefers to remain stationary and protect itself through the extension of its appendages lsa-14 is capable of rapidly regrowing and generating extensions of its body at will observed to be used to pierce its prey its upper half resembles a tree trunk but with a clear head appendage with several black eyes visible prior to surfacing the top portion of lsa-14 was visible above ground among davite ruins located in jordan The entity was initially thought to be an anomalously grown tree. Following its revival, the entity attacked the city of Amman, causing over 100,000 documented casualties. The entity was driven into the countryside, where Foundation and Global Occult Coalition forces are currently attempting to neutralize the threat. LSA 18. Appearance, 2 July 1998. Location, Elizabeth, New Jersey. LSA 18 is a winged, coleopteratic entity resembling a goliath beetle, Goliathus goliatus. Four pairs of wings with estimated individual lengths of approximately 65 meters grow between the entity's plated body. A large, tapered horn is situated on the entity's head. LSA 18 appeared in Elizabeth, New Jersey, surfacing from a field outside the city. The entity's subsequent destruction of Elizabeth resulted in over 32,000 casualties. LSA-18 is presently in a state of flight and has not touched land since its initial surfacing.
1: Addendum 5391.2, Site-01, Internal Memo, 1 July, 1998.
0: Hyperion Five Emergency Summit Internal Memo, Site-01, prepared by Factorum 03A. On 1 July 1998, an emergency summit between high-ranking Foundation personnel was held at Site-01. The purpose of this conference was to determine a proper course of action following the events of SCP-5391. Among those in attendance included Public Relations Specialist Agent Diogenes, RISA Administrator Maria Jones, and Dr. Charles Gears. In a 9-0 vote, the conference decided to move in favor of lifting certain veiled operations, organizing contact with the Global Occult Coalition, and directing all efforts and resources to containing the anomalous threat by any means necessary. Furthermore, Dr. Mikasa Kaori, an integral component during the cleanup and documentation of the High Brazil event, was promoted to research head for anomalous-related phenomena. Dr. Kaori's experience with containing and researching several LSA-class anomalies was also taken into account. Upon review by the Overseer Council, the actions proposed by the Hyperion Five Summit were put to an Overseer vote and agreed upon. Vote 4. 9. Agent Diogenes. Researcher Ridley. Director Jones. Dr. Gears. Director Marzipane. Director Luong. Dr. Ziyank. Dr. Mudari. Agent Wrangham. Vote against. 0.
1: Addendum. 5391.3
0: Interview On 4 July 1998, Foundation Agent successfully detained and captured person of interest 2889, Stanislav Nikolaev, at the Dublin Airport. The person of interest is a former GRUP scientist and director of Prometheus Labs Anastasis project. The individual was present during the destruction of the Prometheus Labs testing facility and claimed the results of the Anastasis project were successful. While in custody, he was noted to express joy and elation in regards to the events of the anomaly, claiming that his life's work had been seen to completion. The individual was brought to Site 40 and promptly interrogated. Begin log. Dr. Kaori walks into the room and sits down. There is an extended silence. Yes, Doctor.
1: You've expressed several statements regarding the anomaly. Was this an intended consequence of reviving LSA-1? (laughs)
0: Yet. No, Doctor. I assure you, none of us on the research team had knowledge. Trust me, Doctor. It may not have stopped my involvement, but suits shut the project down like that.
1: And why is that? Is this the future you want? Are you enjoying the destruction of the Vale? The oncoming loss of millions of lives? Your actions cost us everything. Cost the world everything.
0: My simple goal was to make a monster, Doctor. I made monster and received a dozen more. It is glorious, unforeseen turn of events. I sense resentment from you, Doctor. This isn't calm and collected demeanor Foundation researcher supposed to uphold. <laughs> Dr. Kaori sinks into her seat and sighs.
1: This isn't the world we were supposed to uphold, either.
0: This world is being returned. ...to rightful masters. I've studied the LSAs for decades. These beasts are unstoppable in pure sense of word. Fighting them is hopeless. You're better to curl up into ball and accept fate. At least for now. For now? Yes, for now. If you cannot adapt to new Earth paradigm, then you will die. Your whole species will die. Thousands of years of human achievement person of interest extends his hand and blows before laughing How do we adapt The only way to kill kaiju is with one of their own hmm?
1: Are you suggesting we train an LSA
0: It would be near impossible to train one But if you want to kill kaiju you'll need one of your own Raise one Grow one Make one Perhaps even build one Site 40's warning clacks in sound Dr. Kaori looks frantically The person of interest begins laughing The door to the interview room is flung open by another member of site personnel. Dr. Kaori, there's an LSA threat 12 kilometers from the facility, engaged with civilian watercraft. All forces are mobilizing. Understood. Dr. Kaori gets up and begins to rush out of the room. She stops as the person of interest begins to speak. (laughs) You'll see. You'll see what I mean, Doctor. You cannot win against this power. Dr. Kaori leaves, glaring.
1: End Log Addendum 5391.4 Incident Wake 02B Incident Log
0: Date 4 July 1998. Preface Following the resurfacing of LSA 2, the entity attacked a fishing vessel before being engaged by the Foundation. Mobile Task Force H-5, Jaeger bombers, and Site-40 trained personnel were ordered to subdue or neutralize the entity using a variety of specialized equipment. A log of Incident Wake-02B follows.
1: Begin log. Midnight.
0: LSA-2 resurfaces in the Pacific Ocean, 1,523 miles west of Site-40.
1: Midnight twenty-four.
0: LSA-2 approaches a Trident Seafood's fishing vessel and begins assaulting the craft.
1: Midnight 37.
0: Foundation forces arrive. Six Blackgate Atsmus armed helicopters, two Alpha-class watercraft, Cronus and Rhea, respectively, armed with various anomalous weaponry, and the high-energy concentration orbital railgun, HECOR. Midnight 45. MTF-H-5 Jaeger bombers are deployed from dimensional site 172 materialized successfully. Midnight 48. Bombardment of the entity continues to be ineffectual. An MM MM-13 binding field is deployed in an attempt to contain LSA-2 in a state of stasis. The device is rendered unusable within seconds by a large emission of EVE.
1: Midnight 54.
0: The entity damages the fishing vessel beyond its ability to float. There are two immediate civilian casualties.
1: Midnight 55.
0: Dr. Kaori and the control team redirect efforts to the safe evacuation of civilians aboard the vessel. A helicopter begins to board survivors. The bodies of the two casualties are unable to be recovered. O-103. LSA-2 grossly extends its second mouth and devours the retreating helicopter. Eighteen casualties result. O-108. The entity is pierced by four antithaumatologic cannons. Considerable damage is dealt before LSA 2 destroys a cannon by bludgeoning it with half of the fishing vessel. 0115. He Corps prepares for firing. Twelve thaumatologically keyed explosives impact the entity with minimal effect.
1: 0119.
0: LSA 2 consumes two more helicopters after destroying another cannon. There are 31 casualties.
1: 0124.
0: A sweeping wave of EVE results in the destruction of Foundation vessel Rhea. There are thirty-six casualties. O-131. Corps fires, destroying a large portion of LSA-2. The entity immediately begins regenerating. O-134. Dr. Kaori redirects the objective to the safe evacuation of Foundation personnel. A Blackgate T-12 unmanned drone is deployed to distract the entity while a second Atmos helicopter is directed to transport survivors to Site 40. 156 Bombardment of LSA-2 ceases as personnel board the rescue vehicle. The entity consumes the drone as the helicopter retreats from the area. O-232. Eighteen surviving personnel are successfully evacuated to Site 40. All members of MTF-H-5 return to Dimensional Site 172 with only minor injuries. Total casualties are calculated at approximately 87. End log. Closing statement.
1: Unacceptable. This log in the recorded footage of the incident is proof enough that we do not possess the tools required to effectively combat these entities. We lost 74 Foundation personnel, 13 civilians, and barely scratched the threat. We would have lost more if I hadn't ordered the evacuation. It's evident now, more than ever, that our methods of containment regarding LSAs are grossly ineffective and costly. I have been lobbying for the continued development of the key program for years. I'm presently drafting a reinstatement proposal for the committee's review. If we want to protect this new world, it's imperative we adapt with it. Dr. Kilgore. Addendum 5391.5 Notice from the Overseer Council
0: As SCP-5391 is an ongoing phenomenon... Information is limited and subject to change. This file has been compiled and released as a document intended to summarily inform personnel of all clearance levels. Further information regarding bail protocol, including LSA documentation, and changing policy will be disseminated through the necessary channels. SCP-5391 is considered a living document and will be updated accordingly. It is imperative that all Foundation personnel remain aware of further developments relating to this anomaly. In the event that your place of employment within the Foundation is the focus of an anomalous incident, necessary information and protocol has been released to facility administration committees. Secure. Contain. Protect.
1: Downloading unread messages.
0: From A. Simmons to MK Ori. Subject... SCP-5391 Date 5 July 1998 Dr. Kaori I'm assuming you've read the public release of the file by now Didn't leave much out Two days ago something happened in Paraguay Killed an entire Foundation expedition team There's ruins there Labyrinthine cave systems filled with remnants of ancient civilizations you've never heard of The higher-ups are starting to put the pieces together Why is this happening? What these things are? What's about to come? We were keeping this clearance above you, but your research had now. It's your right to know. We're almost finished revising the file. Regards, Albert Simmons, Site 40 Research Director. From MK Ori to A Simmons. Subject SCP 5391. Date 5 July 1998.
1: Director Simmons. Thank you, Director. I'm glad the overseers saw me fit to see information that is integral to carrying out my job effectively. I spent a day arguing with the financial division trying to dredge up several old, failed projects, specifically the key program, as well as the handful that were rushed into development after the High Brazil incident. RIZA won't even provide the records. I hope you can realize that withholding information from the appointed authority on this phenomena is neither beneficial to her cause nor protective of anyone. When will I be given permission to read this new document? Regards, Dr. Makasa Kiori, Foundation Research Specialist.
0: From: A Simmons To: M. Kiori Subject: SCP-5391 Date: 5 July 1998 Expect to see it on your desk by tomorrow morning. Remind me. What's the key program? From: M. Kiori To: A Simmons Subject, SCP-5391. Date, 5 July, 1998.
1: What do people usually do when confronted with giant monsters? They build mechs.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear... Follow the link in the description to patreon.com scpunredacted and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can get access to production logs, merchandise, recognition, and even a part in a skip. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author their links in the description show them some love as well consider becoming a member of the scp wiki upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own maybe i'll read it here someday you never know if you never try the content of this podcast and content relating to the scp foundation including the scp foundation logo is licensed under creative commons share 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.